Bible Treasures Topic 18 Sorrow Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. Praise God for all the corrective teaching we receive through this series of talks. The subject that we are considering during the last seven weeks has been sorrow. Beloved, we learn more during the days of adversity than during the days of prosperity. And our spiritual strength is measured by how we respond to sorrow and suffering. Turn with us to book of Proverbs 24th chapter. Look at the 10th words. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Yes, once again let us say that our spiritual strength and stamina is measured as to how we respond to sorrow and suffering. Our topic has been how not to sorrow. So far we have done seven lessons. Lesson number one. Do not dream of happy times always. Lesson number two. Do not deny the feelings of sorrow. And lesson number three. Do not be immersed in worldly sorrow. Lesson number four. Do not despise God's chastisement. And lesson number five. Do not be afraid of man. Lesson number six. Do not sink in self-pity. Last week we studied lesson number seven. Do not slacken spiritual exercises. Today we'll move on to lesson number eight. How not to sorrow. Do not be puzzled by unsolved problems. Do not be puzzled by unsolved problems. Beloved, it is an erroneous but a popular teaching that prevails everywhere is that coming to Christ is the end of all your problems. But the truth is, it is after coming to Jesus only, your troubles and sufferings begin. And we want to add one more truth here. Some of our problems, God solves. But several of them, He leaves them as they are. He wants us to live with certain problems. Let's look at two outstanding characters who lived with prolonged problems. First one is David the Psalmist. Turn with us to see his expression in book of Psalms, 13th chapter. We'll read the first two verses. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? How long, how long, how long, how long? Four times he mentions in two verses. But what was the solution? Eh? He handled it by faith and praise unto God. 
That's what we read in verses 5 and 6. But I have trusted in your mercy. And my heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. You know, even though the problems were all long and prolonged, he was rejoicing on the salvation of God. That was the case with Apostle Paul also. We all know about the thorn in his flesh. It was really bothering him, it was buffeting him. That is something which he did not like. But he looked unto the Lord, prayed unto the Lord, pleaded with the Lord on three occasions. But what did the Lord tell him? The Lord did not remove the thorn from his body. Father, the Lord told him, 2nd Corinthians 12th chapter 9th verse, He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength will be made perfect in your weakness. How did he handle it? Look at the latter portion of that verse. I will most gladly rather boast in my infirmities. And in the tenth verse he says, I take pleasure in all my sufferings. So they had problem which was not solved. But they were able to handle it with faith and praise unto God. Another suffering, beloved, which will never leave us is a suffering that we have to undergo because of righteousness. That is actually being persecuted for righteousness sake. That is not because of ministry, but that is because of righteous living. Even when we do good, people will cause us grief, but when we take it patiently, that is commendable before God. Beloved, that is the kind of life that God is calling every Christian unto. Unsolved problems are usually for our character development. Turn with us to a classic passage in book of Romans 5th chapter. We read in verses 3 and 4. We glory in tribulation because tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character. Yes, all tribulations develop our character. They beautify our character. Another passage of a similar truth is there in book of James, first chapter. We'll read to you verses 2 to 4 of the first chapter. My brothers, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, and patience will have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. When you fall into various trials, that gives you patience. When you stay on in your patience, that produces character. You become perfect and complete in everything. To whom did Apostle James write this epistle? The first word says it was written to the twelve tribes which were scattered abroad. Yes, beloved, the history of Israel very vividly illustrates this truth. We all know that it need not take 40 years to go from Egypt to Canaan. But God took them in a roundabout route. Turn with us to the book of Exodus 13th chapter. 
We'll read the 17th verse. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them but the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near, for God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. And look at the 18th words. God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. Why did God take them in the roundabout route? If He takes them through the shortcut, they will quickly backslide. So He wanted them to stay on in that way for 40 years so that they become steadied and strengthened and established in their walk and faith with God. Beloved, basically we are all rebellious. We are no way different from the people of Israel. Turn with us to the book of Deuteronomy, 9th chapter. Look at the 7th verse. Remember and don't forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness from the day that you departed from the land of Egypt until you came to this place. You have been rebellious against the Lord. From day one they were rebellious people. God wanted to change them and he took them in a roundabout route. Yes, beloved, no character develops instantly. Do you know that it is the constant irritation that helps the oyster to produce pearl? Yes, that's the way God develops our character also. Not only in the wilderness journey, even after coming to Canaan, in the conquest of Canaan, God was again dealing with them in the same pattern. Turn with us to the book of Judges and look at the third chapter. Read from verse 1. These are the nations which the Lord left, that he might test Israel by them. That is, all who had not known any of the wars in Canaan, this was only so that the generations of the children of Israel might be taught to know war. You know, God did not drive away all the nations. He left a certain nation so that children of Israel will continue to learn battling. That was the experience of David. The Lord trains my hands and my fingers for war and battle. He is training my fingers for war. You know, that is the reason why certain battles never stop in our lives. And that is why God has also sent another comforter, the Holy Spirit, comforter who can always be with us. Beloved, unsolved problems are usually an opportunity for greater blessing. We will take one example. Suppose you are barren and there is no hope or possibility of getting a child. Maybe that is God's message for you to adopt a child. Beloved, parentless children outnumber Childless couples. Do you know that? Our God is a God of the fatherless. By adopting a child, you can bring a smile on the face of God. 
if God later on gives you a child of your own, that's a double blessing. After all, we are all adopted children for God. So that may be God's message to us. And times of affliction may be an opportunity for us to remind ourselves of the vows that we have made unto God. Turn with us to a classic passage, even Psalm 66. Look at verses 13 and 14. I will go into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows, which my lips have uttered, and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. In time of trouble, I made a vow unto God. Now later, in a future time of trouble, it will be an occasion for me to be reminded of that vow that I made earlier. Now the same truth we have in Psalm 132 also. Lord, remember David and all his afflictions and how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty God of Jacob. You know, that's the truth that we need to understand. In times of trouble, take a time of uh, self-inventory to see what vows we have earlier made unto God. It is an occasion to fulfill them. Don't be pondering over the problems of the present all the time. Remember the blessings of the past also. There was a Methodist lay preacher by name Johnson Oatman. He has composed a beautiful hymn which we would like to present before you now. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Shall we sing it for you? When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, Name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. I am sure Wortman had so many unsolved problems in life in mind when he was composing this hymn. Look at the next answer. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. 
What a hymn, beloved. Why don't you join us singing that stanza? Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. What a beautiful hymn. How practical and personal. We may be asking the question, Why, Lord, this problem is not solved in my life? Beloved, shall I tell you something? Even if God answers all of our why questions, we will not be able to understand those answers. Just trust in the Lord and keep running your race. How not to sorrow? Do not be puzzled by unsolved problems. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word that is taking us to a brighter and brighter light. Thank you for the unsolved problems in our life, O oh God. If we can learn so many precious truths because of those unsolved problems, even for that we thank you, O oh God. Yes, Lord, remind us of the vows that you have, we have made unto you during our earlier times of sorrow. Thank you, Lord, that you are interested in our character development. Yes, Father, we thank you that you want us to become like your very son. What a great expectation. What a wonderful provision you have made for us. Give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.